What happened? Did it go past the countdown? Yeah, it did. I think mine stalled for a minute. <laughs> Just adding some I love how we're supposed to have it muted. It said we had like 32 before. seconds left, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hey, so what a day. Yeah. yeah. What a day. So uh, welcome to My Fence Life Live, everybody. Uh, we are broadcasting right now to the Fence Professionals Network and the My Fence Life page. This is the first time uh, that we've done a dual broadcast. Uh, so kind of cool, kind of excited about that. Uh, and that's on Facebook, right? Uh, yeah, both both is going to two different Facebook pages right now live. So uh, yeah, you can always catch the show later. Yeah. You can always catch the show later on uh, YouTube, our YouTube channel. That's it. My Fence Life. And we're on five different podcast platforms. So, yeah, you want to catch us. Ken and I were having that conversation the other day. People that didn't even know we had a YouTube channel or were on Facebook. They just thought we were a podcast and stumbled across, across us, you know. That's it. Cool stuff. So who we got tonight, Ken? Who do we have tonight? Hello, everybody. I am Sarah Everest with Ozark Fence. Happy to be here. I never would have guessed right orange polo I was seeing peeking up there. <laughs> right. Somewhere it says Ozark Fence. Yeah. There, yeah. Right. <laughs> there it is. So we've got the CEO. That's right. Uh, of Ozark here. So we wanted to talk with the people at Ozark. And I said, hey, man, Dan, we need to start with the top. We need to start with the CEO. And That's right. We can work our that. way down. <laughs> Yeah, Joe gets enough camera time. He gets enough air time. Let's get Sarah on. That's it. Right. Uh, so CEO really stands for customer, customer experience officer. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you are in control of the entire customer experience in the residential department, correct? Yep, that's exactly right. Yeah. So really, from start to finish. Yeah handle it all. Um, I have one team member that also helps me. Of course, it's always a team effort. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's really great. I like it. I like watching projects from start to finish. It's really rewarding for sure. So what is the customer experience in fence? You, you call, you want a fence, we build you a fence. <laughs> you know, I think that's, that's probably how it used to be back in uh, my grandpa's day. But now yeah. it's, I mean, everyone with any kind of service, right? Like they always want an experience. And I feel like in the last couple years, I mean, fence prices have just been astronomical, right? Mm -hmm. So I look at it at, man, if you're going to pay $10,000 for a fence, like that's a huge investment for those people, for everybody. I mean, for me, it would be at least. Uh, so I, I don't know. Like, I feel like we really took a step back and we said, okay, what is the service industry in general, like what is it missing? Like when you look at bad reviews, like why, why are people leaving bad reviews for anybody, you know, for plumbing, whatever, what have you. But we did a lot of self-reflection and a lot of it was just based on the customer's experience, right? So they have a certain expectation. Uh, and then for some reason that expectation like didn't get met. So we kind of try to figure out a way to make it where no matter what type of customer we have, they're going to leave happy and they're going to be informed um because that was the biggest probably thing that we we really stumbled upon was a maybe just a lack of communication i feel like that was pretty common um mm -hmm. so we really just went into it with that attitude of hey 
this customer is going to be so informed about their project and they're going to be extremely happy with their investment at the end of it. Right. That's, I mean, that, we're the same way, man. It's, it's, it's like our website. It has to, the SEO has to work, but it also has to give the customer experience. So you have to have a balance there. Ken and I were talking about that the other day. And a lot of people, that's where they find you first. Their website. You know, and then everything has to roll over into the first time they call. Yes, uh, this is Mr. Smith. I'm looking for a fence. And I don't know if you're on the other line or who, who answers all the phone calls, but it's that person has to be knowledgeable. That person has to be able to educate them to a point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? And, um, you know, and it's all about the experience. So you having that CEO title is, is, is pretty nice. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's what I had with my, my girl Kirsten. It's like, look, you are—you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. Yeah. You got to be on your game. You got to know what you're doing. You know? Yeah, I'm just making that customer feel special. Because I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that what everyone wants? You know, just to feel heard and to feel special. And why should yeah. our industry be any different? You know, that's kind of how we look at it, at least. So I'm in a really good spot right here, y'all. I have two people. With extreme differences in customer experience. Dan, we see your post. So Dan is really good at playing the defense. Yeah. He's really good at saying, hey, customer, let me educate you why you, why that's not going to work out the way you want it to. Uh, I, I say that kind of jokingly, but in all seriousness, uh, you know, Dan, Dan is very good at standing his ground, you know. Uh, he and he demonstrates that and we see we see his post and uh, uh, I would say, another one of but Dan, you're not the first point of contact in the company, right? No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I try to be the guy that nobody hears from unless, you know, shit's going to hit the fan. <laughs> so when I come into play, it's either I'm taking over something that somebody on the team can't handle. Mm-hmm. I got a business to run mm-hmm. and it just so happens we do fences, you know? Um, Dylan has a question on the quote. Or Zach's got a question out in the field, or one of my guys has got a question and nobody can answer it, then they're FaceTiming me. But other than that, yeah, I'm 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 not the first guy you call. I used to be. And do I think I can sell more fences than everybody else? Most definitely. Because I can turn into that salesman in a heartbeat. I just I can't do that anymore. And we still get customers that they just want to talk to me because I did their fence. 15 years ago and then i did their daughter's fence when she got married 11 years ago and then they moved so i did their fence and then their daughter's fence got taken out by hurricanes so i did their daughter's fence again mm-hmm. so they had a connection so i still have to deal with those customers but i slowly ease them out of that into hey you know we've grown we have processes we have procedures and we got to follow them otherwise you can't send me a text message it's not going to happen it's going to get lost and you're not going to get taken care of mm-hmm. you know? so but what i'm really really interested in is ozark has a process that y'all go through and you know what what, what is that process sir when i call up ozark fence and i'm like you, you know hey this is sarah everest ozark fence i can help you yeah, I need to get a fence. 
What, what, do, you, what do you do? What do you tell the customer? What's your steps that you go through? And, and what are you using in those steps? Apps, websites, you know, anything. Yeah, so I think the most important, I guess, first step, too, is just to make sure, to your point, like, every every time whoever answers the phone is always knowledgeable. Like, they always know what's going on, and we all follow the same process uh, for really, I mean, any of our divisions. But the big thing is residential. Uh, that was really important to me is that whoever answers the phone, they know to do X, Y, Z. Um, so the first step would be someone would call, right? And thank you so much for calling. We're so happy to, you know, that you are giving us an opportunity to bid your fence. Have you by any chance been to our website? And a lot of times, oh yeah, I have. Like, oh, that's great. Well, we actually use, uh, so our first step of our estimating process is actually our online quote tool. Have you had a chance to check it out? If they have it, the biggest thing is just like helping walk them through it. So I think it's easy just to say, hey, Go to our website. That's our first step. Do the online quote tool. Well, that sounds a lot like I don't give a crap about you. So you're wasting my time, right? So the biggest thing is just kind of walking them through it and like, hey, and sometimes they don't have time, right? They're like, oh, I'll check it out later. So that's so great. Yes. Yeah, so that's our first step. It actually gives you an immediate uh, price range right off the bat. Um, and it allows you to, you know, kind of know where your project's at within about five minutes. 97% of the people totally happy with it, right? Um, occasionally you get those three, but I guess, so to kind of back up, the for anyone who doesn't know the My Salesman, it is a map function that actually pulls up the house. You can draw around from the perimeter or wherever you're running your fence and then actually select the different styles a fence. Um, so for us, you know, we have wood, chain link, I think we have ornamental on there as well, and different heights. So it's really neat, uh, very interactive. Most of the customers love it. They think that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And just because it's not prevalent in a lot of industry, right? You can't plumb your house, you know, online and figure out how much it's going to cost. So well, and, and, and a lot of people that are doing it nowadays are people that have come up in an era of computers. Yeah. So right, I don't right. get many that's people, right. I get more people say, man, I can get my price online with you. I can go online to your resource page and download and print any of your documents. I can pay online. I literally don't have to talk to you. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yes. <laughs> I need to give you enough information where you don't have any questions. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And that's that's something that we're kind of working towards, too, is I want to be able to answer every question you have before you have a chance to to ask it. Not necessarily by talking, but just by like marketing information, um, our YouTube channel, that sort of thing. That's about to get a revamp. Um, but that way, because to your point, sometimes people aren't going to ask the questions that they want to ask. And I want to be able to give them all that information like right off the bat. So that, that way they don't have to talk. Oh. They don't want to. <laughs> So they say, man, that's great. I'm going to go to your website. Do you text them a website? Do you email them a website? Do you take all their information in? Or do you let them go to your website, get on my salesman, and get all their information? Yeah, so a little bit, we kind of let them drive that process. So sometimes they want to do it themselves. Uh, they're really excited. They're like, oh, yeah, let me check it out. Uh, you know, we're I'll go check it out. I've only got five minutes. I was going to set up an appointment. But now that I know that, I'll check it out and do that later. Um, more often than not, like if you have an older client, we'll walk them through it. So we'll actually do it for them, get all their information. And then when it gets to that final page, uh, we will actually send that to their email. 
but explain to them that the next step would be a consult call. So we'll actually set all of that up on the phone. Um, but yes, we do get their information unless they are in a time crunch and they just don't have time to do that. Or if they're just simply not interested in doing the quote tool, um, there's a lot of pushback. I guess my mentality is if you're not wanting to follow our process in the beginning, um, if you're going to maybe have a wrong attitude in the beginning, it's probably not going to get any better throughout the rest of the time. <laughs> so if you're not wanting to follow our process, you know, at the very first step, then are you going to want to try to drive it whenever we're invoice and you're not going to want to pay us? Are you not going to follow our process as far as calling digger? You know, there's different things that I just feel like you're unwilling. You've read our reviews. You know that we're a reputable company, you know, and, and you're, you're wanting to truly like control that situation. You're probably going to want to control the entire project. And if you're going to be that way towards me or even a lot of people, like I say a lot, we've had a few that um, they get really angry with it and they're really rude. And I'm like, if you're going to be rude to me on the phone, you're going to be rude to my guys in the field. And like, that's, that's not all right. That's so right. I would have so, that out the very beginning. <laughs> so if you got somebody that calls up and says, oh, all right, great. I didn't know y'all had that. I'll do that later. They're gone. Do you capture any information from them at that point? No, no, because if no, they're no. in my mind, it's one of two things, right? So either they're being honest about it mm -hmm. and they're going to go check it out on their lunch break or B, they're a tire kicker. They wanted me to come out and dance in their front yard, um, give them an estimate. And I'm not really interested in that either. So I think <laughs> that your serious customers are going to do it. I was just curious how, how y'all went about doing that. I would, I would say, honestly, 98% of the time, they'll do it on the phone with you. So beyond that, beyond that, my salesman process, mm -hmm. uh, once that's done, is the next step, hey, I'm, I'm coming out to your house. No. Or do you just send them a contract? Yeah, so I actually don't, I don't, I don't ever go onto their property until we have a signed contract in hand. Um, unless wow. it's a new build, something like that. So the next step would be a consult call. Yeah, so a lot of times... I'm not the first contact, right? So they're either talking to Tucker or Candace, which are kind mm -hmm. of our first line of defense, right? Uh, so they're talking to them. They're walking them through their quote tool. Or a lot of times they're doing the quote tool online by themselves just because mm -hmm. they found our website. Um, so then after that, we send them a link. We use Job Nimbus. Um, so we enter them into Job Nimbus. We send them a link that says, hey, I'm so excited to hear about your project. Here's a link so you can schedule a time for us to chat. Um, on your own terms, like uh, when it's convenient for you. And uh, maybe make it very clear that's a consult call. That's just the second step in the estimating process. Uh, and so they'll actually go ahead, schedule that, and then we will have that consult call. It normally lasts about 15, 20 minutes. And that's really where I gather all the information. So not, I guess the my trick here is it's not, at that point, it's not all about the fence, right? So I want to know why they need the fence. I want to know when they need the fence, mm -hmm. right? So it's not, I mean, yeah, they need a six foot privacy fence. Cool. Everyone does, you know, but why do you need it? Is it for kids? Is it for dogs? You know, is it because you're just living in a house, you know? And, right. and then I, I use that at the end. I mean, that's where the customer experience comes in. So I, I use all of that. And at the very end, after we do the fence, uh, I give them like a customized thank you basket. So they either have dog treats and a dog toy because they, oh, they wow. start Fido. Like, yeah. Or if it's a new house, um, I have an embroidery machine. So something we're going to start doing is like just a couple tea towels that say like home sweet home or, you know, stuff like that, that really personalizes that to them because it is an investment. So we want to make them feel happy about it. So instead of driving around, so you're using your free time to make these baskets and these towels. <laughs> yeah. 
and I'm in a way better mood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, Go ahead, your people. All right. So when you, you, I heard you say you don't, y'all don't go on a job till you get a signed contract. So you don't go out and verify the measurements for my salesman, look over the project and make sure that say they've got old posts that are in a concrete driveway that, you know, can't be reused. And you got to break those out of the concrete and stuff. When you show up, you run into that and go, Oh, Hey, this is going to be an extra expense or. Um, I can think of maybe two times that's ever happened. Uh, so a lot of times we, I mean, those are the questions I ask, right? So the first thing, I mean, I really do on that console calls, I'm going, Hey, tell me what's going on. You know, I, I'm looking at your quote tool, but what am I not seeing? You know, what's, why are you needing, you know, I guess more eloquent ways, but tell me, tell me what's going on back there. What are you thinking? And then the customer typically for the next five minutes, word vomits everything and why they need the fence and what's going on. And, um, and more often than not, I'm getting more information than I actually ever need. So I uh, sort of, like I said earlier, like I really let them drive that conversation too. Of I'm, I have a list of things that I need to know, but at the end of it, I'm, I'm just letting them do that. And yeah, every job. Yeah, you'd be amazed. Yeah, sorry. You'd be amazed how many jobs we go out on and people we measure with a by satellite, and come to find out there's a huge pine tree that has the fence pushed over, and we got a box around that tree, and then there's issues there, and so yeah, I find it. I find it. You know, it might just be your region or something, but I, there's no way I could sit, write a contract without going out there. Yeah. So a lot of it. Fifty percent of the time, there would be upcharges. Yeah, I don't really, I'll be honest with you, I don't like that. I don't like, um, in my in my own experience, I'm not going to do hidden fees. I'm not going to do, um, like, sometimes, some of our competitors here in the area will do, like, rock clauses. Mm -hmm. We live in Missouri. We're going to hit rock. We know we are. Like, that's not a big deal. Um, but we also, so not only the my salesman, but I also use our GIS plot map. And so I pull up, and I, I tell the customer that on the consult call. I said, hey, I've got your plot map pulled up here. Um, it's a lot. So between my salesman and the plot map, it shows you everything. It shows oh. you the trees. It shows you the different layers. So I know if there's a sinkhole. I know if there's anything on that property. So we really don't run into that a whole lot here. Yeah, we, we use the same exact thing when we quote yeah. by, by the phone. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. So Sarah, how long have you been uh, using this practice? So we've used it for, I mean, I personally have used it for two years. Um, Joe, I believe in that, in that, in that same format though, like yeah. we're going to send you a contract prior. Yeah. So I would say really, um, I mean, really in the era of COVID, that's where this has kind of been prevalent. Mm -hmm. So maybe for two months of that two years, really, we, we might not have, but yeah, I would say so. Well, and some people gotta, aren't comfortable with that and they, they'll, but I, I need an acknowledgement that they're willing to move forward before yeah. I go out there. So we got a comment here. It says uh, she's living in a fantasy world, but for you, this is reality. It's working. Yeah. You've been doing it for a couple yeah. of years now. Yeah. And I mean, it could be just our region too, but like I said, I mean, we, we expect that we're going to go out there and hit rock. We expect that there's going to be, you know, like if we're removing a fence, then I would expect to have to remove those posts. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's not really anything that comes up that like we have to call an audible on. It's not, I mean, yeah, I can dance around. I can go to all their job sites all you want. But at the end of the day, like, I'm still doing. It is what it is. You know, so we do it. A ton of revenue. Yeah, we do it a little bit differently. 
we, we do pretty much what you're doing. My sales, GIS, um, shoot your price and have it walked on the job. But then when Sarah calls up and says she wants to move forward, all right, we need to come out, verify the measurements and look at the job to make sure that we can do it for what we contracted at. And then we charge $50 to do that, but it comes off of your, your contract, your total. Yeah. And then that's when we go out and find out that these people are wanting to go across a paved stone driveway and we've got to dig up paved stone and we couldn't see that because they just got the paved stone driveway a year ago and the GIS and Google Earth isn't up to date until 2019 and you didn't see the paved stone driveway or, uh, you know, or the neighbor put a shed right up against the fence and now it's not on the GIS and they want to face the fence towards the neighbor and we've got four inches of clearance you know so yeah. that's the kind of things that we catch when we go out to verify our measurements and you know we don't do that for free but at some point sarah you're sending somebody on site prior to the oh absolutely the installation team yeah we do a final walkthrough uh where i'm i'm looking for the biggest thing i look for is utilities that sort of thing that's it i'd say that's probably the biggest thing we run into is if mm -hmm. the customer has like sprinkler lines um, because where do they put sprinklers right on the property line? Um, but that's, once crazy, again, that's another, that's another question that I'm asking in the consult process. So a lot of times I get what you're saying, Dan, that makes sense. I've never personally ran into that. Um, but that's, we're also, we're from the Midwest. So we like to talk, right? So customers are going to tell me all the new cool things that they've done to their, you know, their yard. And a lot of people are proud of that, you know, but yeah, yeah that's not something. So yes, yeah, so we, after I get the contract and sign deposit, I send an email. I say, hey, I would love to do an on-site walk with, with you. Uh, the biggest mm -hmm. thing is to take before photos. We do before and after photos. So that way, prior to us ever going or ever digging a hole, we know what the terrain looks mm -hmm. like. Um, and then also the Friday before, I go out there with our crew lead. And so we go on there. We walk it. Um, we also, I have the utilities marked for that Friday before. So I go on there and make sure that utilities aren't going to be in the way, that sort of thing. So that way the customer has really all weekend. If we have to move the fence line three feet one way or another, they've got all weekend to think about that and tell me before Monday morning. Um, so yeah, we go out there twice before we actually dig, but that saves us two more trips, you know, by not having that first initial as a consult call. So what else ties into the customer experience? So now we know the sales process. We know we got some verification going on. Um, yeah, what else what else ties in how, how how else do you improve that overall experience from that that call that contract the second walk with the foreman yeah. what else are you, or is ozark fence doing to make that customer a fan of ozark fence yeah so really what i tell the customer is after you've given us the go ahead and we've done our final walkthrough you're not you're not dealing with anything else you're sitting back you're relaxing and you're letting us do the rest of the work so we, from there, from the app, I update notes, say, to your point, Dan, to say the little things like, hey, guys, I saw a piece of concrete that on our final walkthrough that's really been bugging this customer. Let's take it out for him. Let's be nice, you know, do kind of above and beyond measures uh, for that customer. But also we'll go ahead and do the um, suggestions case there. We will do the utility locates. That's mm -hmm. on us. Uh, by law, we have to do that. So we'll do that. And we'll also do permits. So around here, we have a lot of suburbs. Um, you know, we have Nixa, Ozark, those places, and they all require fence permits. Mm -hmm. So we actually handle that in-house for the customers. 
So we'll do the dig right permits. And then we also send out reminder emails. So from the minute that they sign the contract, it goes final walkthrough. Then from there, we do the utility locates. It's scheduled. We send them an email telling them when it's scheduled. Nice. We send an email letting them know when the utility locates are coming. Um, just because here they, uh, utility locates, I mean, they, the locators get free reign, right? So they'll just walk into someone's backyard. So I want to give that customer a heads up that, you know, Joe Blow is going to be in their backyard spray painting it, you know, and let them know that. Um, the biggest thing has just been communication. So we send them an email every step of the way. So, hey, we went ahead and submitted your permit. They do require us to put your contact information on there. So if for any reason the city of Ozark's reaching out, it's because we've submitted the permit application and they're just verifying information. Um, we're trying to handle that as much in-house, but they might have a question for the homeowner. Mm -hmm. um, with utilities. I like that idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to my deal because yeah. I don't I don't notify my customers that 811 is coming. I mean, I tell them that we do it, but we don't notify them. Hey, you know, when we call it in in the next three days, you're gonna have some strange guy walking through your yard. Right. Right. And that's for us. You know. So yeah. that's a good point. I jotted that down. I'm gonna take advantage yeah. of that one. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I like, and then I also tell them. I mean, I let them know that we're gonna swing by. That Friday before, and that they're not required to be there. That it's just so I can have a conversation with our crew lead mm -hmm. and let him know what's going on, so he can get eyes on the project too. Um, the biggest thing is probably we have probably four projects a week going. So that Friday before, whenever we schedule it, I let him know, hey, it's going to be the week of ten fifteen. We typically start projects on a Monday, Tuesday, so that we finish by that Thursday, Friday. I don't give them a specific day um, mm -hmm. because at that point. Who knows if it's going to rain? We live in Missouri. It's spring in the morning and winter in the evening. Like You never know what's going to go on. Um, but I found that a lot of people, are, they're just happy to know the general vicinity. And then I let them know that we'll come by, by that Friday before. By that Friday before, we know what the weather's going to do. And Scott can plan his week. So he can say, hey, I've got a 300-footer and two 500-footers. So I'd like to do the 300-foot first and then hit the 250-footers on Tuesday. I'm like, great. So that Friday before I send an email to the customer reminding them, Hey, we're going to be there. And, uh, so they, they will, they'll know. I said, Hey, we came by, everything looks good to go. We're going to be hitting your project on Monday. Let them know. And they really have Hey, so Keith Pace, uh, text Arcana fence. He says that locator coming. He's talking about the email that, that you're sending <laughs> can be added on job Nibis. And I think, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's where it comes from on us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So job, yeah, job Nimbus has got a thing where you can, uh, if you drag somebody from, you know, job ready and then you start moving them through your process and you drag them in a utility locate, as soon as you drag them in, it'll shoot them an email. Yep. Hey, look out for your whatever in the next 72 hours. <laughs> There's all kind of automations within that program that, that yes. it makes it easy to run. So, yeah. And if you got a phone system like we have, it'll text them also. Nice. So they get an email and a text. Nice. Yep. Absolutely. Really nice. So, Sarah, we've heard Joe talk about um, the one-year review, the one-year follow-up. Oh, yeah. Yep. Is, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, to, in my opinion, that's a customer experience piece to the core. Yep. So, 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 what is the one-year follow-up? So, we actually do a six-month and a one-year. So, oh, wow. well, six months after the fence is completed, you know, they get the invoice to pay, they're happy. 
Um, in between there, we also hit them with a, so I always follow up after every, everything's done, right? Make sure everyone's really happy. Um, but then, yeah, six months, we ask them, hey, I just want to make sure everything's going good with your fence. Your gate's still working good. Uh, we've had some, you know, rainy weather. want to make sure nothing or, you know, some storms, whatnot. We want to make sure that those gates are still working good. Everything's still and that you're still happy. And then the one year, same thing. Um, and then we also make a point to try to like go by. And this is something we're working on too, of actually making it in Job Nimbus, like a task reminder of saying, hey, it's been one year. Let's reach out to that customer and say, hey, how's everything going? Would you mind if I come by and I check on your gates for you? If I check, you know, our, our workmanship quality, I'd really love to, you know, do a walk around and make sure that everything is still going great with your fence. So at the end of the day, it's better, you know, to fix it within that first year then let something happen and you know down the road five years down the road now we've got a leaning post when i could have seen that coming in the one year so really just trying to catch things before they get bad the biggest one are gates just because i mean we all know gates like to settle and they want to be pesky and for us we use a shark hardware so it takes our guys longer to get the tools out of the truck than it is to adjust the gate um, but that's something I've heard a lot of, of, wow, like I didn't even realize I had an issue with the gate and you came by and, you know, we did. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to be way harder on our workmanship than you will. Like I promise. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure the word of mouth that you get from that yeah. is paramount. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, it, I mean, that's, I would say, so every time someone calls in, we also ask them how they heard about us. And so we track that information and I would say at least maybe 30, 40% is referral. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I like it how in job Nimbus, you can go down to your uh, little sales tab yeah. and look at it and you're like, all right, I, I, I converted so many Google, you know, so many referrals, so many repeat customers. Yeah. So many my salesmen. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, we track them all too. <laughs> so, it's awesome. And I, it won't show me on the chat who said this, but whoever yeah. said to pull the trigger on Job Nimbus, like if you yeah. have any questions, please message me. I'm happy to to kind of go over it. So it just says Facebook user on my end, but yeah, that was uh, Keep Pace again. Okay. Um, so, yeah. 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 If you have any yeah, questions, Keith, we all let me know. How are you doing using yours? Are you are you still using Job Nimbus? Myself. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Okay. I mean, awesome. you took it. You so, took part of it out of the process. Yeah, we, we cleaned it up. Uh, we use it heavily on the estimating side. And then we used to use it like all the way th through to the end. And we still do. But there were phases after the job sold. Like contract sent, contract signed, materials on order, materials order, ordered, um, job ready. You know, all this stuff is just too much. You know what I mean? So now we use it for like appointment scheduled create an estimate estimate sent estimate follow-up lost sale uh, contract sent contract signed job done you know what i mean that's what i yeah. love about the job nimbus I'm, I'm sure other crms do it but once my customer sits sits in price sent mm -hmm. after seven days job nimbus automatically moves them to price sent follow-up mm -hmm. and automatically sends them an email mm -hmm. And my phone system sends them a text message. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's been seven days since or six days. It's been six days. You know, on the seventh day, the price may may have to change. 
if you want to keep this price close. Look, automations are the key. So if you order something on like Amazon or any other like www.com website, okay, you're going to get an email pretty much immediately with an order confirmation. Uh, you'll probably get an email the next day your order has shipped. Um, and then you'll probably get an email like, hey, expect your order on Monday, uh, October the 31st or whatever, you know. And then you'll probably get an email after that says, hey, give us a review on the product you bought from us. You know, there's yep. nobody that's sitting behind the desk like, all right, Kenan ordered a uh, a chair for the patio. Let's make sure we send them. It's all just automated. Like once once I hit that pay now button, it's it, a sequence of events happens, you know, but it's awesome because on our end, we get on our phone and we're like, oh, okay, my patio chair is shipped. And then we're like, okay, I want to track that package, you know, like we're engaged in it, you know, and then we get the chair and we love it. And then we get this email a couple of days later that says, hey, give us a review on the chair we sent you. Yeah. You know, it's like so easy, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's how we go. Do y'all do y'all have, um, Sarah, do y'all have a column where when the job's done and paid, you move a customer into review status and let it sit for a day or two and it automatically sends them a review request. And then, I think we let it sit there for two days. They say within 24 hours it's done, but I play it safe. Two two days we let them sit in there, and it just automatically sends them a review request. Mm -hmm. And yep. then after that, after that, I move them in a thank you card. And yes. my I got a lady who works for me that all she does is write my thank you cards, and she gets a little thing to write a thank you card. Yep, yep. Yeah. So that's uh, very similar to ours. So I before we hit them with that review. I send them an email too, just asking if I haven't already talked to them, of course, but just saying, Hey, I'd love to hear how everything's been. I know the guys are really proud of the work, but I want to make sure that we exceeded your expectations. Um, just to make sure they're real happy <laughs> before we hit them with that review. Uh, but yeah, you're exactly right. And then we do, uh, we'll hit them with the review and then same thing. Thank you after that. So there's uh, I saw a company online at long ago. It's called like handwrittennotes.com. Hmm. And so they send they send these like cards in the mail, and it, it looks like somebody's writing yeah. it. And they yeah. get these they get these robots, and they put these yeah. little ballpoint uh, pens in them, <laughs> and it just does it, you know. And it's not perfect because the ink is always messing up, you know what I mean? Well, sure. Um, but huh. so, so I looked at it, and like it's a lot of like you you'd have to go in there and do one for each customer. And I'm like, hell, by that point, you yeah. Just, Easier right, to do right, myself. It. But at some point in time, and maybe this is a business idea, somebody needs to create a ballpoint pen card company that is also uh, related to the CRM. So once it gets to the end, yeah, boom, it triggers it. A robot writes it, it out, sends it out. Yeah, don't have to we do that with our Christmas cards. My, my printer, the guy that does all my printing, mm -hmm. yeah. it looks like Dylan and I signed every card. You know, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome looking the way he does yeah. it. So, Sarah, when it comes to customer experience, I think one of the biggest things is the customer being able to pay and it being easy to pay, yep. and not having to mail a check and not having to leave it under the doormat. And you know, so how do y'all collect money? So we have, I mean, obviously we have the online payment that we do. So we end up sending them out the invoice. Uh, it has a pay here link through Jobnimbus, of uh, course. Uh, so they can actually pay there immediately. Um, if we don't receive that back within, I don't, I don't know what the hours are. Um, but then 
we're also, so I just got this idea today. So this is a new and improved idea that I received at our training event today. Um, one of the people here was telling me that what they do is they don't send it out ahead of time, um, but he sends out a link to do a final walkthrough with them, like at the very end. Hey, I want to, I want to walk with this fence with you. Make sure you're so happy. By the way, you know, I don't know how he words it, but by the way, I can just pick up that last payment there while I'm there. And then he schedules it to whatever time he's in that area sort of thing. So um, I I kind of like that idea a little bit too. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Thank you. Oh, there you go. Yeah, this, that's from Matt Schaefer. Uh, okay. So just a little plug for Quill and Q. Quill and Q, okay. Uh, Minnesota. I like that. <laughs> so you do everything through Job Nimbus and you yep. take payments through Job Nimbus. We do, yeah. And they can call in payments too. So we can take them through QuickBooks as well. But yeah, okay. absolutely. Because right. to your point, everyone wants something easy, right? Um, every once in a sure. while, they'll sometimes they'll pay us in full at the very beginning. And then other times they'll actually hand a check to our crew. So our biggest thing is just making it as easy as possible. Um, that's, I mean, I like that as a customer. Well, um, oh, cool. we've, we've got a payment portal that we use. Okay. And we send a link and it sends them to our website. We try to, we use our website to drive, we drive traffic to our website. Everything you want to yeah. do business with us, you can do it through our website. So we've cool. actually got a payment where we just hit make a payment. Yeah. And it pops up Venmo, Cash App, or ACH or credit card. And you do everything. So then how do they know, or how does that system, do they just put in like their last name or like the invoice number or how does that work? Um, no, they get a text with the link okay. and the okay. balance that they owe with an invoice. Oh, okay. So it just and takes it's basically, we, it's crazy how we, we bill everyone through a text message. Yeah. Very cool. We so what happens, text like, with, what about like your Android. older crowd that maybe doesn't text? How do you handle that? Uh, we get a few people. I want to drop it off at the office or whatever. Sure. And, you know, we're like, oh, we'll have somebody in the neighborhood. Every once in a while, the guys will be like, hey, I got a check. What do you want me to do with this thing? You know, but 95, 96% of the people, they yeah. they click the link. Hey, I get an email that this was paid from, yeah. say, Venmo. Then I get an email from another one saying the payment portal. They collected the yeah. funds. So, That's uh, awesome. So can we switch gears awesome. here for a little bit? Sure. Where are you at right now, Sarah? I am actually in a hotel room right now. Uh, we are doing an event, a staining event here in Springfield. Uh, so Joe, he's going to be here all weekend or all week. So he just went ahead and got a hotel room. So I, I kind of took over his hotel room so I can go hang out with them afterwards. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, so we're, I mean. Is that an orange wall behind you? Um, so this one is cream, but there is an orange wall over there. Yes. Did of course. That or what? I'm, I'm not convinced Joe didn't paint it. So, <laughs> might still be wet. I don't know. So, uh, so you guys are doing another stain and seal university. Yeah. Yep. What is this, like number 14 on the deer? Oh my gosh. I don't know how many they've done. They've done so many this year. They're running, and, them being Caleb and Ashley, they're running and gunning. It's great. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 They pretty good turnout yeah, so far. Email from Ashley the other day. Yeah. She's great. We, uh, she, I don't know how. some stain from her. Yeah. Well, and she's got this down to a science. Like, it's amazing. I mean, if I had to, I could do an event, but it would take me so long to plan it. And she's like, oh, no, you do X, Y, Z. She's got her process uh -huh. down. It's great. So right now, you guys are in Springfield, Missouri, doing Stain and Seal University. Yes. Yep. And in, in, in Fort Worth, Texas, there's an AFA university going on. 
awesome. There's All also right. some kind of fence show going on in Atlantic City that I just heard about. Okay. So that's three that I know about. So like if if if, if you're not plugging in this the something, uh, <laughs> you're 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 living under a rock. Well, how'd you hear about me? Say what now? How'd you hear about the Atlantic the Atlantic City? Yeah. Uh, so Zach Romero, uh, the guy from Black Line HHP, the black, uh, the black vinyl fence manufacturer. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he told me about it. I, I texted him earlier about an order, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll get it to you, man. I'm actually headed out to Atlantic City tomorrow for the fence show." And he said, "The fence show." I was like, hmm. "Okay." Oh, it is. Oh yes, the fence show. <laughs> I didn't know there was one going on there. Ain't that like New Jersey? Where's that at? Let's say I. Atlantic City. Casinos there. That's all I know. Yeah, that's what I think it is. <laughs> uh, so, and Keith Pay says, you forgot about this weekly event of learning. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. <laughs> yes. All right. So, yeah, Sarah, let's talk more about you. So, this is what I know. I know you just got married. Yep. That's right? true. I know I met you once in person. You were cool as <laughs> snot. And we survived a tornado together. Remember that? That's true. Yeah, that yeah. was wild. And we also built some chain link fence. Yep. Um, and it was like a thousand degrees. I don't even know how that happened. It went from like a desert to like the Dust Bowl in 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy. That was in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Huh? Yeah. Yes. It yeah. was so hot that first day, that man. Was a crazy weekend, man. Uh, and then it that was. second day, yeah, it was like a. I know it was a tornado. I don't care what they say. I didn't see it. Nobody saw it. It was a tornado going through Nebraska. And we were there. It, so we like went by. There were these big, oh, it looked like kind of steel siding, right? And they started like flapping up and down. We're like, all right, we're going to put this big, heavy thing on it, right? So they don't blow away. And so we put this big, heavy, I don't even know what kind of frame it was. We put something on top of it. And then I'm not even joking. We were five feet away from this thing. And all of a sudden, all of those sheets were like, Ch -ch 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 -ch, like a deck of cards flying everywhere. And I just like sprinted. To I was like, no. <laughs> hey, listen. And everybody was like, kind of like pissy about having to wear the uh, the PPE, the hard hat and the glasses. Yes. And, the and then yeah, a tornado yeah, happens yeah. and there's sheet metal flying through the air. And everybody's like, man, I'm glad I got a helmet on. Yes. So. Yeah. They said that they like found it like a half mile away, like some of it was. I'm like, yeah. I don't doubt I it. Cannon saying, Man, this there's a there's a storm coming. And everybody was like, you worried about a little storm? Yeah. Was like, oh, that's know, right. You were serious. We weren't giving you crap. Storm. Yeah, because you were like, I'm gonna hide in the porta potties. I'm gonna go in there. And we're like, it's it's just a little rain. We and had just got there and there's we were in the tent and like I like my phone dang like, hey, bad weather or whatever like 12 minutes like you had the little you know how sometimes i had the, the the minute like watch like storm yep. coming 12 minutes i'm like well damn okay and so like, i got peeked around the tent and all i see is like armageddon on the horizon <laughs> you know and uh i pull up my phone just the radar i'm like oh wow yeah that's not good and i was like hey guys this is gonna be a bad storm and i'm like man no, we're good. Like we did. Um, we were like, you're being a baby. Stop. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so let me tell you more about this viral post here. If you if you set it to the ground like this and you have to do double, I'm like, yeah, look, we're finna die. Like, no, no, we're good, man. And then like seven minutes later, I got the redemption. Like everybody's running like ants <laughs> out of this place. You know? I knew it was bad <laughs> when they were like, all right, help us stack all this vinyl and we'll put heavy stuff on it. And it went from like that to like, like help us do this to like everyone get back to the building. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> well, I was trying to sneak out of town. I was trying to leave the event early. So I was at the airport right. when this happened. Yeah. Waiting on my airplane. And the uh, the airport in Lincoln or Waverly, wherever we were at, is all glass walls. And I just saw it coming. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't look good. This looked like a hurricane coming. And when he got there, they're like, okay, all the flights are canceled. Well, Everyone on two flights. <laughs> Every one of them. They're all canceled. And I'm like, oh my God. I went back to the hotel, had to check into another room because there wasn't another flight till the next day. Oh, <laughs> but man, it was crazy. So, uh, so that's where I met Sarah, I guess. So, Ozark is a third generation fence company. Is that right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I so, feel like, have you been involved the entire time or like what have you done? So, let's see. Okay. My grandfather and his brother-in-law started it. And okay. then from there, my dad bought it from him, okay. from my grandfather. So my grandfather kind of bought out his brother-in-law. And then my dad bought it from him. So really, I mean, I've grown up in this industry since I was like three, something like that. Um, so from high school on, I mean, really from preschool, I was hanging out there, you know. But uh, from high school on, I worked there. And then I took, I decided maybe I wanted to go into like the sporting goods industry. So I worked uh, for Bass Pro Corporate. I worked there for three years um, and then just didn't necessarily like the way that that was going. Um, didn't really like agree on certain things and just needed, it wasn't healthy for me anymore. So I was kind of, I had asked Joe, I said, you know what? I am looking for something different. Um, Cause I mean, at that time I also only had two weeks of vacation and I worked 70 hour weeks, maybe something like that. Uh, worked a lot for a company that, yeah. so I went on vacation and I came back and I was still mad. Right. Cause I had one week, one week and I was walking into the building and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm working for a corporation that like, I'm giving my heart and soul and I'm giving my time and effort to a company that like, doesn't even know mm -hmm. who I am. Right. And like, I don't have the time or the income to like live my best life or to really like enjoy my life at this point. And so I kind of did a lot of self-reflection. I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I know it's different than this. And so I had asked Joe, I said, you know what? I he knows a lot of local businesses. And I said, I'm open to whatever. Um, I know that I'm really analytical. I know that I really like talking to people um, and I'm just looking for a change. And so I said, if you know anyone that's kind of looking for something, let me know. And okay, yeah, I'll let you know. And about a month later, he texted me and goes, hey, uh, what would you think about, what do you say? Uh, sales or something like that. And I said, well, I said, for who? And he goes, for me. Said, All right. Well, you know, we're siblings. I said, so I think we're going to have to have a face-to-face -face conversation <laughs> and figure out if it's going to be a good fit for both of us. Um, I said, but I'm open to having that conversation. So we went to lunch and we kind of talked it out. And he said, hey, here's where the company is going. Here's where I want it to go. And at that point, he had purchased it from my dad. And so he goes, you know, I I want someone that can help us grow, but that also, like, you're passionate about people. And, like, I think that this can correlate into kind of that role. Like, I don't want it to be – I keep saying sales. I hate the word sales. When I think of sales, I think of, like, my old high school, college job where I worked at, like, finish line, you know, and I was, like, trying to sell people shoes. Like, I hate that. Um, but he's like, I just want someone to kind of revamp that process and what that looks like. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be a pressure sale. 
And so we kind of, I was like, I, I, my view on it, and it's still live now. I said, I want to know everything there is to know about our products and why we do things the way that we do so that I can educate that customer well enough that they're not going to want to go to anybody else. Um, Cause at the end of the day, no one wants to feel bad about the purchase they made. Right. Mm -hmm. So I can shove it down your throat and make you feel like you're forced to buy it. But if you're not happy with that decision, you're not, you're not gonna, probably not going to leave us good. We're not going to leave a good taste in your mouth. So that's kind of what I was like. All right. If you're okay with this, and let's do it. And he's like, all right. And so I told him going into that lunch, I was like, right, I'm still going to need time to think about it though. I'm not giving you an answer today. And he said, all right. So we hash out all the details. And, and then by the end of the lunch, I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go get my two weeks. Did you <laughs> negotiate I, with him? Do what? Did you, did you, did you negotiate with him? Yeah, there's some did negotiations going on. You didn't take the first offer, did you? <laughs> well, we, <laughs> we kind of negotiated in vehicles a little bit. So I said, you tell me what I need to do to get this. And so we kind of went back and forth and yeah, no, it was, it was good. It was, it was really good. And now I'm, I'm really happy. Um, just, it's so nice to be in a place that you're appreciated and that you can watch grow and help grow. And I mean, it definitely helps that it's a family business, but it's also like a family business in the sense that our entire team feels like a family. And that's just, that's such a unique experience. I'm sure you guys have that too, you know, cause no one's, a big corporate fence company, but it's right. it's pretty cool and it's pretty different. I think so. I think that that's great. That's what I kind of love. So about how long have you been? How long you been doing it? So before I left Bass Pro, or I left for Bass Pro, um, I done it. Oh God, let's see now. So probably tenish years, somewhere in there. Over ten years. Oh, you're a real veteran. <laughs> Off and on. But, and it's been in different roles too. So like starting out, um, I did more of like the office manager work when I was in high school. Um, and then through college, it was kind of a nice place to be just because I had that flexible schedule. Uh, so through college, I actually, we tried to do, this was kind of before online sales blew up. So we were like, okay, we're going to be like the new loads, right? We're going to have all these fence parts and people are going to buy them online. It's going to be great. And so I actually like coded our website, um, our like sales web or our online sales website. And then I realized at that point, that was probably 10 years ago. Um, yes, I guess longer. I guess I've been doing it off and on longer than that. But uh, I realized that freight was stupid expensive. So people didn't want 30 posts shipped to them. Um, now it's a lot better, obviously. But at that point, it was like $200 to get something, you know, an hour and a half away. So it was kind of silly. Um, but it was kind of cool to see that background. So I did a little bit of materials, a little bit of office management, and then I was sort of into residential sales when I kind of took a hiatus and then came back. So uh, I want to talk about Jeff. Can we talk about Jeff? Yeah, let's talk about him. The fence expert. Dude, let's talk about him. He's always in control of his uh, personality, right? Oh, yeah. He, 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 he's in charge of the microphone, the, the camera, whether or not it posts to Facebook or, or YouTube. Oh, yeah. He's not here right now, so let's talk about him. All right. All right, who's out here? Yeah, that is the control. He's probably sitting here in hula hands watching this. Um, so he's older. He is eight years older than I am. Eight years older. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was the oops baby. Were you guys uh, close as, as, as kids? Yeah, actually, we really were. Um, so, I mean, he was obviously he was eight years older. So really through like elementary school and stuff, we just, we didn't really have anything in common. 
Um, but he was always kind of that bigger brother. And then the older I got, the closer we got, um, just because, you know, you have more in common in life. So I showed horses growing up. Um, And so he would just kind of, he would always take me out to the barn. And then he started kind of getting into it. And so I would ride and then he would actually, uh, at competitions, he actually took up driving, so like the buggies and stuff, like he would, he would do that. And so he would actually drive um, the big show trailer, like across the country. And when I talk about a show trailer, I mean like a big rig with like an 18 horse trailer on it. Like, so wow. a huge semi truck, like he has a CDL, like, yeah. So he would, um, he would do that. And so we would just like take off to Albuquerque, New Mexico with the show team and like, yeah. So yeah, we spent a lot of time together from really 13 on. Um, and then, yeah, once I, once I was in college, I mean, we were best friends, you know, so it's kind of great. It's been, it's been awesome. So what's the last thing y'all did together, like outside of work? Last thing we did. Um, well, let's see. Okay. So there was a friend of ours had a Halloween party this last weekend. So we were oh, there. Wow. Yep. That's cool. Uh, yeah. growing was up. Joe a pumpkin? Do what? Was Joe a pumpkin? Did he go as a pumpkin? <laughs> had to be. No, don't give him the idea. No, he actually did not wear Well, I'm sure he had his orange jacket on, but no. I was actually really afraid of my wedding. One of his favorite things to do is to, at least for the reception of weddings, is he shows up in his orange, like, dumb and dumber suit with that big top hat. <laughs> so I just knew. I was like, oh, no, he's going to come busting out in that. But, no, he didn't. That's not really what he wears as a costume. He brought that to Nashville earlier this year. Like, I saw it in his yeah. truck, but he never put yeah. it on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He, uh, he wears it at trade shows a lot. And I, I will... We used to make fun of him a lot, but I'll tell you, it is a huge conversation starter. <laughs> so, uh, how often do you argue with Joe? Ooh. And is it like boss employee argument, or is it like brother sister argument? We're pretty good about keeping it like closed doors, so we don't. Honestly, we don't really argue that much. Um, normally, if we do get in like a, an argument. It'll be more one of us is probably in a bad mood and like, well, I don't know. For instance, like if something happened, he's like, oh, we took an extra trip there. You know why? And I'm like, I'm always an advocate for our customers, right? I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, we took an extra trip there. Is that extra $50 worth a five-star review? Probably. Like, you know, so we kind of get into like those arguments where he, he's really, you know, he's trying to get his business brain on and he's like, ah. So there's things like that, but it's typically like one of us will make a remark and then we just kind of go our separate ways and then we come back to it when we're both like not not in a bad mood but we don't really like ever i couldn't tell you the last argument um he i will say the one thing he's really good at is like anytime i've been really upset about something he's always he will be the first to actually like calmly ask you like okay like what can i do to help like why what can i do to make you not feel that way uh, we gotta dig deeper dan it's crazy i'm telling you like it's actually which is good for me because then i'm like you know i'm angry and he's like what can i do i'm like what's well, not even your fault why are you doing this like <laughs> i'm uh, mad that you're like backing down it's not i even got your a fault. question i got a question all right, all right, go ahead. All right let's hear so tell us something about joe mm-hmm. that joe wouldn't tell us Ooh. but it's not that big of a deal you know what i'm saying Something yeah, that yeah. you would say, and he would be like, I can't believe you told him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's... Did he ever um, like, crap his pants? Yeah, school? Something, you know, like, and it yeah. doesn't have to be recent. It could be high school. It could be when he was a kid. That's what I was trying to think. I was trying to think like high school-wise. Um, <laughs> Did Joe suck his thumb? 
Tell us about how you got in trouble. I, I don't know. You, I was younger, so I don't know. Well, uh, not you, you, you at, saw him not at the up. age of like 13 and up, you know, like I don't know. Um you probably I, see him get you seen him get in trouble in high school. Yes, I have. Yeah. What did he do? One time, okay. One time I mean he would probably tell you this because he thinks it's funny now, but um I remember all right, he had come back from they were like went to the lake or something like it, his friends and my dad, gosh, he was 16. So I was like eight or nine and I knew this was a bad idea. But <laughs> I, I go in there and I'm like, he had parked behind my dad. My dad wanted to move the car, right? And so I go in there and I'm like, Joe, you need to move your car. And he goes, ah, you know, he's a slave. He's like, ah, you have a dad move it. I'm like, I don't think you want to do that. And he's like, ah, well, in the back of his, he had a Mustang at that time. And the back of his Mustang, he had like, I don't even know how many cases of beer. But they were like piled so high that like me as like an eight-year-old like knew that it was a bad idea to have my dad like drive his car. And so I will never, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I grab the keys off his dresser and give them to my dad. And my dad comes back. I mean, my dad like calmly walks into his room. He thinks it's me still, you know. And so he's like, hey, what do you want? And my dad's like, I think we should probably wake up. We should probably have a conversation. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but he, he would do stuff like that. But he never really like, he just dumb teenager stuff but yeah I, I do remember that where i was like you dummy like he wouldn't have even seen it if he would have just gotten up and moved your car but has he always said that deep voice that yeah as long as, as far as I'm good, good. Man. even when you talk to him in person mm-hmm. he sounds like the same. it's like it's just got yeah, that voice it's exactly man. the same yeah and Crazy. it's even like that um like i know my voice infliction like i know that it changes like when i'm doing this Versus when I, everyone has a phone call voice, you know, isn't that weird? And so I'll like, get off the phone and I'll be like, what, what was that? Like, why is my voice like that? He does not. He has the same voice, like literally on the phone, in person, yeah. to Taylor, like to everybody. It's crazy. Who takes the most selfies? Oh, Joe, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I was like, I was, trying to think, okay, I, don't, I was trying to think of the last time I even took a selfie. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, selfie videos. What are you talking about? You're right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Or he'll like see people. So we um, we also partner with the Springfield Cardinals here. It's a double A affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals. So uh, we did a giveaway with them, and it's a camo hat. It's an orange can. So it has orange and then camo, and it has our logo on the side of it. And they gave out probably like two thousand of these hats on one of the few days. And so he'll see people out in public that are wearing it. And he'll be like, can I get a selfie with you? Like, that, that's our hat. <laughs> I don't know how many selfies he's had. I'm like, random people like in a Wendy's drive-through. <laughs> he's like, yeah. That's awesome. It is. It's pretty cool. I, I don't have the guts to go up to someone and be like, hey, I don't know you, but can I take a picture with you? What so about they- your wall of wolves or wag? What is it called? Yeah, wag, wag, yeah wag. wall of wags. Yeah. So I, because you're, you're a dog person. Oh, I'm a huge dog person. Love it. Yeah. That, that is true. I, I won't go up to a person and ask them for a selfie, but I will ask our customers for a picture of their dog, like 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a accent wall. Uh, and it basically has dogs that, if I know a customer has a dog, I will at the very end of it when I'm doing my follow up and they say, oh my gosh, we love it. I'm like, that's so great. Hey, I've got this wall of wax. I said, I would love to put a picture of Brody up there. Would you mind putting, or would you mind getting me a picture of Brody by his new fence? And then, oh my gosh, customers love that. I love it. I think it's great. Um, but 
yeah, customers are like, I mean, literally within 30 minutes, I've got a new picture of a dog. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's a great idea. When I, get a, when I get my brick and mortar, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to me a wall of wags. Yeah. Wags. And it's a huge conversation starter for customers that do come in. Like they love yeah. it. I mean, there's all kinds of different dogs. We've got, you know, German Shepherds. we got Australian Shepherds. I mean, you've got literally everything. So it's yeah, cool. You don't realize how much people love their animals until you have to do a fence for them. Yeah. I would and say, like honestly. Everything is revolving around the cat or around the dog or around the yes. dog next door. Cause it's, yeah. you know, we, we've done, we, we've had those doggy domes. We call them doggy domes, but I think online they're like pet peekaboo. Oh or, yeah. Yeah. So we offer those. So we do doggy domes. We do quite a few of them. And it's funny how some dogs are friendly with the dogs next door. So we'll put them in the fence so they can see each other. And then <laughs> we got, we're, we're doing three on this job coming up next week. We got three of them to do. The guy wants one on each each front and then one in the back so the dog can see his buddy that lives by. Yeah. It's great. Yep. Those are those are really fun. I've seen a couple of them like in our neighborhood or my parents' neighborhood, I guess. Not mine anymore. But when you walk by, like, I don't know, like if it's the dog that's happy or me that's happier. Cause like, you know, they're like going to run up and they're sticking their nose through it, you know, and you're just looking at them. And I love, I think it's cool. When I drive by, I think it's really cool. Yeah. I did my first, uh, my first cat thing where the goes on top of the fence. So the cat hits it and rolls off. Oh, and it rolls. Yeah. Yeah. We did our first one of those. Uh, I think it was last summer. Okay. It was, it was interesting. It was in it. My guy's like, man, this is easy to put up. I'm like, all right, whatever. Sure. <laughs> so we did it. That's awesome. The people they supplied I, it. So that's what's cool Kate? about like I like not like pigeonholing yourself too much into one thing. Like it, it's really for me at least. I'm sure the guys feel a different way, but for me, I'm like I love coming up with those ideas. You know, where they're like, "I've got a cat that tries to escape," and you're like, "Do I have an idea for you? Like, have you seen these?" Uh, we actually do some. Well, we haven't in a while, but the biggest ones I see those for are coyotes around here. People do the same thing, have those rollers on top. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Whenever we do stuff like that, <clears throat> I love how my guys will say, "Man, how much are we getting paid to do this?" Like, what does it matter how much I charge the customer? You still. Yeah. You still get paid the same, you know? Yep. So, yep. Dan, uh, I learned something, man. <laughs> yeah. You're back. When we post our, our own page, people's names and pictures show up. Oh. I mean. So, this, this show right here is being broadcast to the Fence Professionals Network and the My Fence Life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that makes sense why some people have their some of the comments and not some of them. We learned something today. Okay. Yeah, because I noticed Josh Glover's showing. Uh, who else is in this mix? I saw somebody else. Justin Saar showed yeah. up. Yeah. So those guys are watching us through my fence life. Exactly. Huh. Well, well guys, uh, broadcasting like this. Yeah, Sarah, look up my fence life and give us a like. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Go right. like my fence life. I just popped up my phone. subscribe to our YouTube. Yeah. So when I look at my phone, I can see all the people's names. Okay. That's better. Yes. Yes. We should have explained that. That's been our workaround. So I have my phone sitting here and you'll see me look down. 
So I can see. I know. I've been like, like, who's talking to me? Some of the okay. people are talking. And I'm like, how come I can't see them? But now I understand why. Ah, uh, exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess we need to try to wrap this thing up, guys. Um, Sarah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. Thank fun. you for coming on before Joe. <laughs> I like it in. being up here at the top, man. It's kind of like these are my children. <laughs> I was kind of like almost like, okay, who's the angel? Who's the devil in the situation? Like, I don't know which one's which. Like, you know, I don't know what do you mean? well enough to label it. <laughs> It depends on the day, if we're being honest. I know Cannon well enough. Cannon's. You're saying who's the angel and devil, me or Dan, or or, or what? No, I'm saying Dan's like at the top, right? So it's kind of like we're like the ones on the shoulder, you know? (laughs) Don't do it, Dan. Don't do it. (laughs) Oh, maybe what we should do is put me at the bottom and both of y'all at the top, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty limited. And I have not even been drinking enough. So we've been drinking water. <laughs> yeah, so um, thank you, Sarah. I'm sorry we got off to like a weird start. Uh, I, I'm going to tell everybody else. Like, I On Wednesdays, I'm in meetings all day long. Wednesday is my absolute worst day of the week. Uh, I'm in this thing. I love it. But it requires me to be gone from 8 to 5 every day. It's like a job almost. And it's not anything related to defense. So I do this thing every Wednesday. And I get out at five and then I rush home. That's about a 40 minute drive. And then like, I gotta try to eat, try to get set up. And today, yeah. the last time me and Dan went live, we did it. I did it from my house. And uh, so I went to my house. I was like, all right, I gotta go home. I gotta get my camera and my stuff. Which the last time I went live, after we went live, I rolled it all up. I set it on my dresser. <laughs> it was gone. It was gone. And I was so bad about it. Bad, huh? Yeah, the, the cleaning lady came and, and she cleaned. I was like, Kristen, tell her don't touch our stuff. Like, clean around it. <laughs> Any other time, I'm like, oh, okay, she put my stuff away. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for doing like, I felt like I worked for Cannon today. Until I, I get like, yeah. Make, make, make a Facebook group for me, you, and Sarah. Go ahead and send her this. Tell her this. And I'm like, okay. I'm, on, I'm sitting here typing away. Setting up stuff, and I forgot he had that thing on Wednesday. I'm like, what is he doing? And look, man, it's so serious. Like, we have to turn our phone. You have to turn it off. You got to put it on mute, right? You got to put it in your bag. It's so serious. Like, this is the, the commitment we have. It's 30 of us. If your phone rings, if you pick up your phone, if you get caught looking at your phone, it's a $5 fine. For real. Like, that's serious, you know. I'd be picking up a hundred dollars like on my way every yeah. day, yeah. <laughs> every Wednesday. But it's really powerful, like what happens when you uh, you meet with a group of people and nobody has their phone out. You know, that's awesome. It's really yeah, powerful. Divided attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but it's a little different because you run a business, and a lot of those people there are employees, and they're there yeah. because. It is what it is, man. I signed up for it. You know, everybody has a disadvantage, I guess, you know. Um, but, you know, I've learned through this process. I've been doing this for seven weeks now. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight weeks now. And um, I've learned as much as it stresses me out every Wednesday, when I stand down and I'm not connected to my business at all, like, like literally, like if somebody has a problem, 
something's going completely haywire, I have no way of knowing it, you know? Yeah. It's been a good learning experience for your team, I bet. Things get done. Yes. Jobs get done. Things things come together. Right. You know? Well, so. it kind of forces them to take initiative and then it makes them realize like, oh, wait, I can do this. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I've, I've noticed that too. Like anytime I've been on vacation or whatnot, you get worried and then you come back and they're like, I saw this, this, and this. I'm like, heck yeah, good for yeah. you. Like, you that's know, great. Matt Warner's got Matt Warner's got that system. He's like, don't come to me with a problem. Come to me with a problem, but you have a solution for it. Or at least you think mm -hmm. you have the solution for it yeah. before you come to me with just a problem. Come to me and if say, hey, man. You come, if you come at me with a problem, he says, yeah. I'm going to send you off. Don't come back here yep. until you figure out what needs to be done. For me, I want to hear this. Hey, man, we got the fence done. Let me tell you about all the problems we had and what we had to do to get it done. I love yeah, that we conversation. This this, but we conquered it. I like that conversation. Don't come to me yeah. and say, well, we couldn't do it because A, B, C, D, E, you know. I'm right. getting my guys more and more call Zach, more and more call Dylan, hmm. you know. It's, 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 we have a two, so we call it like a two rule. Come to me. If you have a problem that you don't feel like you're in a position to make the decision to solve it, whatever, uh, come to me with two solutions or two, two ideas to a solution, and then we'll pick the better one. So if you, you know, we have an inventory problem or you're not sure where to put something, give me, give me two answers to that problem. And then we'll make a decision together, which one's the best one. Mm -hmm. because it forces them to think about it and then at the end of the day you're going to pick one of those two right like typically they have an answer to it it's just maybe not like the confidence to execute it you know so yeah i well, love does that joe, does joe sell fence anymore or does he just run the business he's a youtube um, star yeah <laughs> so he does the operations but he also uh, every once in a while he will so like we had if it's He's in a Sertoma, a group here um, that helps like local charities. So if it's someone he knows through there, he'll still just go out, talk to them, sell those. Um, but even after it's sold, it's still handed over to either me or my dad, depending on if it's residential or commercial. Yeah, I was just wondering how that works because I don't, yeah. you know, people ask me, hey, how much? I'm like, I don't know. I got to ask Dylan. I don't, I don't know what that costs and, anymore. Yes. And that's honestly from being like in a position similar to Dylan, like that's so appreciated though. Cause nothing is worse than when someone comes to you and they're like, Oh, well, Joe told me. And I'm like, let me pause it. You know what? Let's get Joe on this phone call. You know, like, nothing's worse than that. So I love, I love hearing that. Like I love seeing that and hearing that being like, Hey, actually Sarah handles that. Or Hey, Dylan handles this. Uh, let me get you over to them. They'll have the answers for you. Dan, awesome. it's me you joe it's our job to get the hell out of the way yeah yeah i said yep. i know man i have bills to pay and i got so wrapped up in this hurricane stuff i turn around i had people calling me man you're gonna pay me i've never had I'm like i'm looking i'm got this stack in my heart i gotta get this done but then i had to go to a wedding so i left friday for a wedding so monday i just sat down and just made sure everybody got paid and, and i'm still trying to and that's stuff i still shouldn't be doing you know, I'm getting it, man. We're working on it. It's hard. I mean, delegation is. Pretty soon I'll just be able to walk around and, what are you doing? You'll be the one above them again. You'll be like, yeah, excuse yeah. me. What, what, you work here? What's your name? The time is ticking. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend of mine. A friend of mine died. His name's Bob Ty. Poor guy. His wife died about a year ago of cancer. And I think he just, 
couldn't take it. You know what I mean? Died of, died of grief. Well, he owned a Xerox copy machine rental company. You know, they rent them the, the print companies and they service them. And great guy. Whenever a hurricane would hit, he had all of the uh, Xerox machines and all the libraries and post offices. And he would he would charge on any of them during a hurricane afterwards, you know, great guy. Well, he had stepped away for about a year when his wife was sick. So he shows back up at his office. Now he's the owner. He shows back up and he walks in and the reception is like, uh, sir, sir. And he's like, just get on. Sir, you can't go back there. He's like, the hell I can't own this place. <laughs> I want to get, I want to get the Bob, uh, Bob Todd status where I walk in and people are like, what are you doing here? Wait a second. I'm just join. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um. <laughs> That's what All right. Hey guys, it's been a good time. I appreciate uh, you, sir, for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks Man, for having me on. It's good to see you again. Absolutely. Yeah, we should do it in less like tornadic weather. You know. Yeah, we'll do it again. Uh, yeah. I, I was saying, Dan, it's good to see you again, but I was being sarcastic. But yes, we need to go back to AFA University because we never got to build a vinyl fence, and I'm kind of salty about it. I know. I was actually kind of excited about it. Just learned, we don't do a whole lot, so I was kind of excited just to see the different different side of it. But there's next Mother time. Nature. Isn't there one? The, there's one right now. Well, then there's another one south somewhere. Is it? I think it's either November or is it like February or something like that. There's one in Dallas next week. Okay. Yeah, there's I'm another thinking, one. Yeah, I don't know where this one? other one is. I don't know. I don't either. I don't know, I got I got Dylan's going to be in the um, fence insulation school, and okay. Zach is going to the uh, the Josh's deal, op, uh, operations. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I got two guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna be slim on office next week. Mm. Busy week. Beer. I'm gonna be drinking beer during the day. Heck yeah. Beer, and they're gonna be like, "What are you doing?" Like, Oh, oh, hey. <laughs> you got one of those helmets yeah, on with two ears. Yeah, the straws. Yeah, it's going to be great. All right, guys, we have to go. I've said that twice, and we keep talking. All right. <laughs> All right. Later, Thanks for having See me. Guys. Have a good night, guys. All right, see you. Yeah.